0: The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the
1: show. I am so excited to have you all back, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited for our special guest today. He is the co-founder of Wealth Without Wall Street, one of the best company names I've ever seen and heard of. Joey Murray. Joey, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? Uh, doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, listen, the pleasure is absolutely all mine. I, I, I love getting to know you a little bit more. Love hearing you on a bunch of other shows. Know you got some great content out there as well. So excited to hear your story today. But before we jump in all that, we love a good origin story here. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about where you're from, How you got into real estate and kind of where you find yourself at these days?
0: Man, great question. I actually fumbled my way into the real estate world. And it was because I just graduated college. I got married right away and I was still running with white tennis shoes at the local hotel being a valet. I had been doing valet all through college to try to make money. And I just couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. I thought I was going into ministry full-time, uh, interestingly enough. And doors just kept kind of shutting on me. And so I was like, man, I don't even know what I would do in the business world. I met a guy in the mortgage industry and it was like, oh, I definitely could help people with this large investment. I don't, I don't know how to spell mortgage, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> and that, that prompted me to 11 years in the mortgage business And I think you and I talked earlier about, you know, another show I was on, I shared that, man, I through that process became very successful, but very unsuccessful in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I realized that my job had overtaken my time with my family. I have five beautiful daughters and the more and more I was successful, the more my income raised but the less time that I had. And um, man, gratefully, God kind of shared with me this new process of financial freedom. And it started me on a path in 2009 to start implementing the infinite banking concept and then subsequently how to start building passive income. And after four years of doing that on the side while I was still in the mortgage business, I realized this is what I'm passionate about, right? Mm -hmm. This is what the world needs to hear because they're caught in the same bondage I was. And and I don't know if if you can relate to this, Cody, but I was a guy that was checking all the boxes, right? Went to college, got a good job, making more income than I thought I would in my late 20s, but I wasn't more free. And, and it was because I was putting money into places I could not touch. I couldn't control, right? My 401k, IRAs, 529 plans, putting money into equity in my house. All those things were what everybody said to do. But if an opportunity came by me, I felt broke. And I don't know if other people that are listening feel the same way or not, but that was something I was like, I need to wake people up, Mm -hmm. that there's opportunity to be financially free if they'll just follow a process that I did. And and so anyways, 2014, I broke off and actually went cold turkey from making over $300,000 a year to zero to start building a business with my now business partner, Russ Morgan. And that's how Wealth Without Wall Street came to be.
1: Man, I, I love, I, I love good origin stories As yours is probably one of the top ones up there. And I can definitely relate because, and and I mentioned it on the show, but I had a, a mentor at one of my jobs early on in my career, probably about midway through. And it was day one of training. He came down from out of state and, and we were sitting together and we were supposed to spend all week together, kind of going over all the nuances of the new role and leadership and working with this company and all the things that were expected And this great guy, I still talk to him this day, and I'll never forget one of the things he told me, which was, he said, Cody, you know, you're not a father now. I recently, at that time, just recently been married. He said, but you're going to have to choose at some point in your career, you can either be a great father and a decent to mediocre, have a decent to mediocre career, you know, maybe make some good money, but you're not going to be the upper echelon 1%, or you can chase the corporate ladder, climb to that 1%, but you're going to be a mediocre father. That coupled with the same thing you had, looking at my finances and making some good money, but never feeling like I was ahead of the game, felt like I was always having to save and pinch for everything. My wife and I were making really good money. So those coupled together, I I didn't know, I hadn't educated myself or, or found the right education to know how do you get out of that hamster wheel, if you will, uh, of just... I wasn't going to be there. I didn't want to be there. I just didn't know where to turn and look. And, and fortunately, I had a great friend and now business partner and still friend that <laughs> introduced me to, as I like to call it, the Little Purple Bible, the Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And, you know, that along with a lot of other late night podcast listening and research on bigger pockets and all kinds of other great locations uh, led me to be like, I, I, there, there is something different and better out there that we weren't educated in college on that, that that I wish we would have been but it was always just chase that golden ring on the on the corporate ladder so we would probably have an extensive long podcast just talking about that alone but I, you know I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on one of the unsuccessful stories and I and I know we mentioned off camera being where you're at you've got a a great track record, but you've had a a few bumps along the road, but what's the one that kind of comes to mind today to educate us and the audience?
0: Well, I'll tell you what, if you want to have like multiple series of podcasts with me, we could talk about the cattle company that I invested in. It was a total disaster. We could talk about the condo that I bought that never should have been an investment property that became an investment property. We could talk about the multifamily deal is one of the only ones that I've ever invested in that in the last six years did not make money like that's impossible but i think the one that is is maybe lesser known is the fact that man i was we were building passive income really well we're on this train russ morgan and i my business partner and i just got a little bit cocky and a little bit like didn't think it through Mm -hmm. and i bought a e-commerce drop shipping company you know what i'm talking about I'm vaguely
1: familiar, but just for those maybe listening, watching at home, expand on it just a little bit.
0: So I thought this was a genius idea, right? You buy a website that acts as a conduit from a buyer and then sellers who have their own products. Now, this one happened to be called 100unicorns.com, okay? (laughs) It's okay if you're laughing, but I told you I have five daughters. Right, right. Yeah, listen, I, right? I
1: I get it. There are plenty of toys that I didn't know existed now that do in our house.
0: I mean, you get it, right? And and I am 100% secure in my manhood, right? So I can own 100unicorns.com and feel good about it. I was thinking, I will say this, I had a little bit of like this this motivation that, you know what? I want my daughters to understand how a business runs. Like this is an easy business model. I don't even have to have inventory. I literally have a website, people come to it, they hit they buy. I turn around and buy the product from somebody in China, and it literally ships to them in a couple of weeks. This is no, genius. No brainer. Easy. It's so easy. Do you know how difficult it is to build a drop shipping company?
1: Only because, as I mentioned off camera, I fell into a YouTube rabbit hole one night with with some of these types of business ideas. Uh, I know that they take a, an exorbitant amount of time and effort, much more than you will probably be led on to believe uh, yeah. about what all goes on. Because if you're not a master marketer or and or understand social media and the algorithms and ads, then you're probably not going to be successful
0: but basically you just outlined the two things at the very bottom of my skill set marketing Mine. and social media like i i am the worst at social media like if you go and check out my facebook or instagram it literally is just pathetic i i, I always have great pictures on my phone and i never post them i just never get around to it so anyway point being i buy this website and i think this is genius. Six thousand bucks. It's been in, been around for several years. They've got sales. They've got social media presence. They got all the pieces. I'm thinking this is so easy. I get involved and I start seeing the behind the scenes of how what it takes to do this, and I realize I am not an operator. Right our our company exists because of really amazing people that work with us who are operators. right? We have a passive income report that we do every month that exists because there's other operators that we partner with that create the passive income. I don't do any of that. But here I am buying a business that requires me to be in the operator seat every single day. Mm. This was a disaster. So immediately I'm like, I need help. I got to figure out somehow to run this thing. I don't, I don't have any education. I don't, I mean, this is, this is a disaster. So I pay 15 grand for coaching. Well, I'm thinking that'll help. Right. Right. Yeah, of course You'll, you'll be able to do it. I start the coaching process and I get far into it. And I realize this guy knows exactly what to do, but I'm still in the way I'm still the bottleneck, right? Because if I wasn't the one, I mean, we're running like five or six other companies right now. I don't have time to be like focusing on what posts need to be done here and there. And so I start, I got a virtual assistant to help me. Well, that was a good move. She was running the customer service side and and some of the social, but it's still the Google ads. Mm. I was losing money left and right. On just the ads, like paying thousands of dollars a month to get $800 worth of sales. And I'm like, this is dumb. What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to find other people that do ads and all this stuff. And they're like, always promise you the world. And they never come through because they don't have any skin in the game. It's like, well, I get paid whether you do this or not. Anyways, long story. It has... It has been an albatross and it it just sits there now. I don't focus on it. I don't spend any money except for just to keep the web page up and my virtual assistant just helps me on the side whenever there's an order that comes in. But it was it was not a good move on my part.
1: Well, and I would imagine too, and I know we we deal heavily in real estate for like our investment opportunities, and we talk to investors all the time you don't have to be an operator to get into investing and to create passive income. And I think that's one of the the challenges a lot, a lot of people face is they may get in passively and then they think, oh, you know what? I do want to do this, but there there, there is way more work than I ever even knew. But when I got into this and I went cold turkey as well, is there's a lot of work. There's a lot of Effort. There's a lot of different nuanced things that you have to do. And if you're trying to do it on the side, God bless you if you are and have the time to do it. I know some really successful people that did it for a while, but inevitably it takes over. But but it's a lot. And, and if you're not able, willing to do all those things, it's it it may not be the best, but you can still do other things like invest passively. Right. Uh, but but looking back to your experience, I, I'm interested. So going through that, you had a couple of other ones, like what was What came out of that or or any kind of lessons or or methods did you come up with to really help uh, avoid that? Because you guys, I mean, you you do really well. Everyone has challenged investments here and there, but how do you mitigate those risks after going through some of the ones you mentioned?
0: Well, it's a great question. And I think it challenged us a lot to start thinking what sort of investments really do line up with us. Like what's our buy box if you will? Have you ever heard people say their buy box? Mm-hmm. What what do I focus on that helps me to to really say no to the 90% and yes to the 10%? And and w- to be honest, when we started thinking about it for ourselves, it made us think, well what about the rest of our tribe? Right? Who are the people that are looking to us every month and saying I want to get to financial freedom. What's the best? Where do I start investing? Most people were at that point. And so we just were like, man, you shouldn't invest the same way we do. And we started thinking it's probably because there's a different level of investor or different aspects of investors that play into that decision. So we designed a profile. It's, It's called the Investor DNA Assessment. And it's just an assessment you take, just like any personality profile. In fact, it's based off of the DISC profile. If you've ever taken that, yes, yes, yeah, okay. So, and it, so it tells you, okay, man, you're a high I personality, right? You're influential. You you want to be a part of stuff, but that person is not operational, right? They they do not like the details. They do not want the follow through that it takes to be in operations of any sort. And so that personality profile, then we start, we we couple that with our six top passive income sources matrix. And so you say, well, this is my profile. What would I like about short-term rentals? What would I hate about land flipping? What would I like about turnkey properties or, Multifamily syndications or ATM syndications or whatever sort of passive income stream that are in that really passive nature. Like for us, we're not super interested in a lot of syndication models because we can't have any influence in them. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like they're just boring to us. Like my long-term rental that I had, I didn't, I didn't like it because. I really couldn't influence it. It's kind of like, what's the market rent? Do I have a good renter? All right, yeah, it's done. And there's nothing more to do. But in our short-term rental business, each week we can talk to the operator and we can ask him questions. We can say, well, have you thought about doing this? And what if we got this person to to promote the, the webpage here or if we gave a discount code or if we did, like we're able to kind of, get involved but right. not run the business sure and so it's it's a super anyway the point is the investor dna profile helps you to figure out where do i fit and also how much time effort money what sort of selling is required like we we broke it down by the key factors of each one of those strategies so that you could kind of have a good idea of the commitment and what's required of you in order to to be successful, so I'm grateful for all these issues with the hundred unicorns <laughs> because man, it helped me to figure out how can we help hundreds and thousands of other people to uh, save the time, energy, and frustration that i did
1: well and i and I love that because that's kind of the underlying message of the show is that while we all are going through this journey. That that we're gonna have challenges, failures, hiccups along the way. I don't view those as failures as long as you have a, a a learn or an out positive outcome that you can take away from that experience and then avoid that or or develop something like y'all did into something that will help you make better and smarter investment decisions moving 100%, forward. Hundred uh, percent. You know we we oftentimes think about failing as a bad thing, and I know there's lots of. People way smarter than me, way more influential than me that talk about like, hey, you, you kind of need to fail to, to move forward and, and come out of it. But it's the coming out of it and knowing that, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel that that's the most helpful. And sounds like you guys really hit the nail on the head with, hey, these things were not what we wanted to do, not what we needed to do. They did not fit what we are all about okay, well, what are we all about? And you, you've made a great platform to help not only you, but you identify your, the right investors
0: to help That's you right. around your journey. I, I'll say this. You you just made a very good point about being around successful people and hearing that you have to fail to be successful kind of thing. We, we started a passive income mastermind a little over a year ago. And Actually, it hasn't even been a full year. that's crazy. I was thinking it was longer than a year, but it's just under a year. and we're surrounded in that group by people who have sold businesses for billions of dollars. So you want to talk about people that have failed at much, much bigger places than we have. They had a thousand unicorns.com, not a hundred unicorns, okay <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing the caliber of people that are a part of a group like this and to hear their stories of failure, that that's not the end of the story, right? That is the learning opportunity and that that is where where true success is born. Now, our goal in a group like that is that we don't have to go through the same failure, that we use OPM, other people's money, you know, you've heard about other people's money to invest their money. I would say you can also invest by learning from the money they spent to make the the, the mess up. Right. Absolutely. So that's what our group really focuses on is becoming better investors. And you can't help but do that, but be surrounded by great people.
1: Well, I love it, Joey. I I think that's probably as good a spot as ever to to wrap up. Folks, Joey has a a ton of knowledge. I would encourage you to go back and listen to this one again. There's some funny spots, but some really great information here from Joey. So Joey, I I can't thank you enough for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on. For those that want to work with you, invest from you, learn from you in the future, where's the best place folks can find you at? Well, not not a hundred, (laughs) Not100unicorns.com.
0: Hey, we'll still send you unicorn stuff. I mean, if you got girls, we'd love to send them to you. But you could go to, I just mentioned the Passive Income Mastermind. You can learn more theres the thepassiveincomeretreat.com. We do two retreats a year, and you're, you're welcome to join us at one of those as a guest. And then if you want to learn about membership, there's information there. If you're just wanting to figure out your own path, to financial freedom, we have full-time coaches standing by that will walk you through the right next thing for you. I think that's the most important is sometimes you're just like, okay, I'm overwhelmed by what all there is possible. I mean, I hear great things on Cody's show here, but which one is right for me? The right next thing framework is what we use with anybody that joins our group. And you can go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash free call. And that's 15 minutes with a coach and they'll walk you through that framework and then help you decipher what the next step is for you.
1: Perfect, Joey. I absolutely love it. Again, thank you for jumping on. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Oh, mine as well. Thank you. Absolutely. And for everyone listening and watching at home, we really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories Podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories Podcast.